What's up? Welcome to Sweathead with Mark Pollard. It's World Mental Health Day. I'm going to publish a few episodes. You will hear different people's voices, different people's points of view. But I did want to put a short episode live. And this is an excerpt from my book. It's called The book's called Strategy Is Your Words. Half of it deals with the words that I find a lot of strategy folk using to themselves, about themselves, sometimes in good ways, sometimes in confused ways, sometimes in not great ways. And then the other half is a lot of the frameworks, concepts, exercises, basically my go-to techniques. I'd say about two-thirds of which I would use if I had half a day to a day to work on a pitch. Um, I'm going to read a short excerpt. It's not really a chapter. It's like a, a mini chapter. It's called Truth is Disobedient. And I want to talk about this particular chapter because you know what I was I I kind of enjoyed reading I was rereading it and editing it editing it yesterday and it shouts out Dublin and I'm like I think I'm I think I like what I wrote and that's a funny and weird and wonderful feeling when you feel it because it's not what you usually feel about your writing and I I think well the first half of this book is definitely trying to get in the heads of people like you people who do strategy work and maybe this chapter or sub-chapter will provide some context into what I think at least is going on for a lot of us and in the world. Truth is disobedient. A strategy is a search for truth. Strategy seeks to find truth, determine what it means to a business, then prance it through the corridors of capitalism in a parade of clarity. But few business people do truth in the building. Get that truth out of my face. We don't need it here. It's stabbing my eyeballs. This makes sense. Truth has been married four times, has two restraining orders against it, carries three daggers, works five jobs, survives off tips, and enjoys a casual meth addiction. Truth is difficult because it is the business world's trailer trash. It's seen as messy and savage, and it keeps its own hours. It defies the idea of work because work exists to numb the soul, not scar it. Truth can be scarring because it shows us things we don't want to acknowledge. How people use the word truth suggests it lives in hiding and only the threat of violence can seduce it into the light. Truth is extracted by coerced confession. Tell me the truth. We won't leave here until you have. How's that waterboard? Truth tests relationships. Tell me the truth. You'd never lie to me, would you? And truth starts criminal trials. Trials. I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. The word is wedded to high-stakes punishment, so living a life turned away from truth is one strategy to avoid pain. But that's just one truth about truth. The truth about truth is there are many types of truth. The journey for most strategists is from truths that are banal and don't give anybody an edge to truths that are surprising and give many people an edge. For instance, people use hands to turn the pages of books. This is a banal truth. Everybody knows it, and it doesn't give anyone an edge but more truth about page-turning might exist. Is there a way to turn the pages of a full-length book within 60 seconds and commit the words to memory and do few people know about this? If so, we now have a truth that can give people an edge, an edge truth. Banal truths litter the early years of your strategy life as you seek to fit in and survive and pay off debt, but over time your ear will develop a disdain for the banal, in its stead a zeal for the extreme will appear. This journey to the edge may take many seasons. 
You'll read case studies, research papers, strategy books, books about those books, and so much research you won't know what to do with yourself when you're not reading research. Your ideas will test themselves in public, and they'll report on how they fare. And no matter what, you'll live, and this is critical. You'll suffer, but you'll live. Love, travel, jobs, loved ones, awards, and titles will come and go, come and go. Mud-laden, step-by-sludge, slogged, schlep. You'll plod to the edge of strategy's domain of knowledge to find truths that give people a competitive edge. This journey will turn you radical. As you reach the edge, the land ahead will disappear. You'll reach a cliff. Above, dark clouds will grind and lightning will crack. Below, sharp rocks will rabbit punch fishing boats and heave waves around their necks. The wind will rip your clothes asunder. Naked, you'll stretch for the horizon and glare at the storm's eye. Is this it? Is this all you have for me? All this reading and researching and writing, all the late nights and working weekends, all the timesheets. The timesheets. My thoughts were only for them. I didn't want to sell time in the first place. Time isn't even real, but you took it all. The storm will hold its choke grip. You'll take a crouched boxer's stance, plant one foot back and tow a divot in the dirt. The storm will hurl ogre whales and narwhal trolls at you. It will slap you in the face with goblin bats. A mini golf course of all the holiday parties you've ever attended will flying saucer at your head. A death breath of a trillion ping pong balls will pummel your skull. Flying fish zombies of all your failed relationships will purge from a hole in the sky, and there are a lot of them, so they'll fall for hours. It will hail feedback. Still, you'll grit and stand and soak. After days, the wind will abate, and you'll emerge raw from the cliff with a colossal hall of storm truth. Now you'll see people as they are, which is as they want others to see them, and you'll allow them that while also looking through their appearances. You'll also see yourself with clearer eyes because you'll no longer need a mirror or camera to look at yourself. You'll see truth everywhere, like Patagonia vests and anklet socks on Wall Street in early fall, and the miniskirts shorter than hats that swarm the streets of Manhattan Soho in spring. And here your strategy will take a turn, and you'll shift from obedient truths to disobedient truths. You might even leave behind the ideas of right and wrong. Education systems have taught many a strategist that right answers are the only answers. After all, right answers are easy. For, after all, right answers are easier for computers to grade. Right answers teach the student to obey questions, not challenge questions. Right answers are how solutions moralize rather than intrigue. Right answers seduce the brain into thinking only enough, but never more and not too much. Right answers teach the student there is only one way to rise. The other way is wrong. Obey comply, conform. Approved, next. But why live such an obedient thinking life? Obedient truths start with yes. Along St. Stephen's Green in Dublin, not too far from the scrums of Temple Bar, is a sign that shouts the words, handcrafted sandwiches. Handcrafted sandwiches sound like sandwiches a sweet grandmother laced with love potion and hugged into existence. Handcrafted sandwiches sound like a Valentine's Day gift for the stomach pit. Handcrafted sandwiches sound like they will renovate the sandwich eater's soul, and who doesn't need a little more light in there? Together, the two words heat the belly, coat the throat, and tickle the jowls. Scrumptious. These are obedient truths because we are obeying the sign. Disobedient truths start with no. 
handcrafted sandwiches? Nope. Why are those two words together? What makes those two words belong together? And do they belong together more than two other words? Has anybody made a sandwich in Dublin that is not handcrafted? Do robots make sandwiches now? And do those robot-crafted sandwiches horrify the mouth? Is the word hand in handcrafted sweating profusely? Yes, it's drenched. It's doing more work than crafted. Well, how else have people tried to craft sandwiches? Are there face-crafted sandwiches, elbow-crafted sandwiches, or butt-crafted sandwiches? Could a squad of underpaid workers with basic healthcare and a minimal vacation and a minimal vacation time hunker over a conga line of bread and craft sandwiches with their asses? Yeah, it's feasible. But we'd need to disobey the hand appeal of our original sandwich sign to make a butt-crafted sandwiches fascinate the public. Disobedient truths start with no. And then they turn aggressive. If hand is straining the most, what if we attack it? What do hands want us to think? Hands want us to accept the current world order and to look down on the butt. People use their butts to sit, dance, grind, bump, bottom burp, prostate check, hide things, retrieve things, reverse spoon, make the sex, scoot, run, lift, climb, and toilet. The butt is Jan's Marsha, Marsha, Marsha to the body's smug Brady Bunch. Hands are the majestic firstborn. Hands write songs, conduct orchestras, hold babies, pet puppies, point at fireworks, and hug the universe. Hands hold and make what matters. The butt gets rid of it. That's what hands want us to believe. But what does the butt think of all of this? How would it defend itself from behind its white underpants? It would say hands are dirty. Hands go places no other single body part can go. They enter nostrils, mouths, ear holes, front and back toilet bits, and they clean. Butts don't clean. Hands clean sinks, toilets, germs, baby poo, and cat sick. Butts are sheathed, except for nudists. These are disobedient truths. These truths disobey the handcrafted sandwiches sign, but they're still true. Disobedient truths don't stop at the first no. The first no is the start. The first no says... There's more to this and many other ways to look at it. Let's flex. And then the brain frolics. Here's the truth. What makes this true? Who benefits from people's belief that this is true? What if, it, what if it isn't true? Which part of it is most true? Which part of it is least true? Why is this part least true? What if there is another truth about this? What are obvious truths about this? What's a playful truth, a taboo truth, an absurd truth? What would have, have to happen for these truths to exist? And this is how buttcrafted sandwiches could conceivably become the most festive lunchtime event seen this century on Dublin High Streets and put hands into unemployment lines and trouser pockets everywhere. Your strategy life is a quest for disobedient truths. It's not an easy life. Sometimes you'll have to withdraw to survive. When a meeting is in a flinching convulsion because the truth turned naughty and got all up in everyone's brains, you might need to save yourself with a few lullaby reassurances sung under your breath. Everything's okay. You're okay. I'm okay. We're all safe here. Look, here comes the catering cart. I'm going to leave the room now. Someone will send me next steps. My next step is out, out into the fresh air conditioning. It will blow the tears from my face, and then we'll do it over, all over again this afternoon, yeah? Yes. Can't wait. Great meeting, everyone. But after you commit to a life of disobedient truths, you'll struggle with too many of these withdrawals. A salary can only soothe you for so long. That's from Strategy Is Your Words. If you're into Kickstarter, Tuesday, November 5, I'm going to launch one. I'd love your support, even if it's just telling other people about it. 
I will post it if you you can sign up to the email newsletter. I don't do a lot of that kind of cross promotional stuff, but you can sign up to the email newsletter at my website, markpollard.net. You can find me on Instagram at Mark Pollard on Twitter. I'm going to put it all over the place. It's been a beautiful experience writing it. I started it about a year ago, right around now, and I cannot wait to get it into people's brains. Hopefully some of that, based on the fact that today is World Mental Health Day, can give you some context, some kind of other context that perhaps you haven't considered. And I think at the very least what I'm trying to do with what I do in life, let alone what I'm writing about here, is to let you realize, let, let you know that it's the work that we do. We break things apart. We put it together. Sometimes we do that because we don't know how to put ourselves together. And a lot of, look, there are people in the strategy world who are very order-oriented, conscientious, and they seem to have their stuff together. But that's not everyone. I don't even think it's the majority of people. You know, I see statistics popping up from the industry every now and then, and you know, it seems like the majority of the industry does struggle with uh, anxiety, can struggle with depression. It's been written about for a very long time in the world of creativity. I read research. I've got a little Google Scholar alert set up for creativity, and I read research that comes out focusing on the creative mind. It, I do, and I will repeat this every time I talk about this, these topics, that it is, it, I do get ner nervous that sometimes we hear a word and that can help us. We're like, oh, that's, that's a good word for how I'm, how I'm feeling, like imposter syndrome. And then I get nervous. There's, there's at least two points of nervousness here that it's too easy to identify with these things. And you're like, you internalize it and you're like, oh, that, that's me. It's definitely me. But you don't do the work to deal with it. Anyway, that was a, a fun, for me at least, a fun little excerpt from the book about truth. Truth is disobedient. Most people in your life don't like it. <laughs> And yet that's the life you signed up for. Peace.